0: Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David St. Clair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speaks Show podcast I am sitting here with another special guest. Now this connection was actually established through Clubhouse. This is my first podcast guest from Clubhouse. So I am sitting here with the CEO and founder of Vanity Van Lines, Joshua Luke Joseph. I am thrilled to dive into this episode, the power of networking and the power of Clubhouse. And we're gonna just set the tone from here. So. Joshua, please just give our audience like a, a quick, maybe three to five introduction on, on who you are, your brand, your business, and of course, what brings you onto the podcast today.
1: Sure, so uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm, I'm super excited for this conversation because I, I already have a feel of where this is gonna go. But yeah, my name is Joshua Luke Joseph. I own uh, Vanity Van Line. So what that is, is a moving brokerage. That's a space that most folks don't know about, don't even know exists. Um, And the way that works is this, Uh, I'm a, um, I'm a moving company that does not have a single truck. I don't lift a single box, similar to how you would have uh, Uber, right? They don't have a car. They don't do the driving, but they'll get you to where you need to go. Um, Same with Airbnb. It's a major company that doesn't have a single property, right? It's just similar uh, business model. So um, I have what's called agents that sign up to my company. And those are the actual movers that do the move. Um, And they work on behalf of my company. They work as Vanity Van Lines agents. So, you know, whenever you sign up with me, I've got 150 plus uh, carriers at this point in time signed up throughout the entire United States. If you're going across state lines, um, that's my forte. If you're going cross country, um, anywhere within the U.S., I can get that covered. Um, So that's pretty much how that works. Uh, There's maybe 100, 150 moving brokerages currently in the country. So it's a very niche market, um, very unsaturated, and uh, I'm excited to share about what I do. And to the best of my knowledge, I am the only Black person um, that owns a brokerage currently. I'm hoping for that to change in 2021. Uh, That's actually my goal and my mission is to make that change.
0: That's, yo, that's pretty inspiring, man, because you're, you're pretty much a trailblazer. You're, you're, you're setting the tone. You're setting the standard. And to be the only Black-owned uh, moving brokerage right now, you're definitely setting the standard on how to move and operate as a business. But I want to know, what got, what got you to this point, and, and why did you decide to get in this industry in particular?
1: So it's, it's actually been a, a really long um, journey, right? It, it's not a sexy business. Um, it, it's not something that, you know, people get really excited about, um, uh, you know, until you really know about it, then then it's, it's something I think to be super excited about. Uh, what got me is just, it's just been a long journey. You know, my father's a business owner. Um, all my life, I, 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 I've i always known that, right? And my uncles and my aunts, and we've had beauty supply stores and grocery stores and restaurants and real estate and all sorts of things. And I I was able to to be exposed to that early on. I, I think that 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 was the start, as, as crazy as that sounds. You know, I, I tell folks that the way things work is sort of in the universe, and I, I guess this goes into like secret, uh, I, the secret, right? Or um, uh, what is it when, when folks do like the wishful thinking um, and uh, affirm things, right? And, and have it come to them. I think it's more, it's closer to when you have a dream car or you buy a car, or your partner has a car, whatever the case may be, right? you start seeing that car everywhere. If it's a Camry or whatever the case may be, as soon as you get that car and it's yours, you see everybody on the road who has the same cars as yours, it starts to stand out to you. Now, I don't don't feel like the universe put more of those cars out there on the road, they were always there. You just started to become more conscious of them. And for me, it's been the same way where it comes to opportunities, where it comes to uh, business because I've been exposed to it early on, um, I've always been on the lookout for for business opportunities. This actually isn't my first business. You know, I've had many on this journey. I, I, you know, I I sold purses in high school. I was selling designer purses back then. I sold uh, hair bundles. You know, I had a recording studio. I, you know, anytime I saw uh, an opportunity, I I went for it. And, um, you know, that kind of led me into this. So, Um, To answer the question a little bit more directly, I was a sales rep for a moving brokerage. Um, Actually, let me me rewind. I was doing, uh, I've been doing sales since 1999. That was actually like my first official job, uh, phone sales. And I was 15 at the time. I actually lied on the paperwork and and said I was 16. But I was 15 at the time. And I worked at this this, uh, call center for for windows right and we were just getting folks to set up appointments and it was it we it was commission-based uh, and I worked right across from the University of Maryland it was just all college students working there so I was having a blast right I'm in there I'm doing I'm making like 15 bucks an hour plus bonuses and, and, and all kinds of things right so I'm doing really well for for a 15 year old and uh, actually 14 because that was right before I, I, my, my ninth grade year my freshman year and um, that's something that I've always done. I've always done sales. I've always been heavy, heavy into sales, heavy into, uh, especially phone sales, telemarketing marketing, things like that. Um, fast forward several, several years and several sales jobs. I ended up doing um, a, a job for Google ad listings, which, um, and I, we're gonna speak on like the power of networking but there was a, a, a female that worked there. very, Very attractive, very attractive female that worked there all the guys were like on her right um except for me Uh, you know i I could see she was attractive and things like that but i I had no like real interest so i i was always neutral i wasn't thirsting after her i wasn't trying to court her i wasn't i think she she liked that right she was able to like really like be herself around around me without wondering if you know is this guy like trying to get at me or or whatever right so we she didn't talk or deal with anyone there And even her sales style was kind of like nonchalant, right? And it worked. But um, she ended up getting connected um, with with an insurance company while we were doing the Google things. I used to to drop her off at home sometimes. I'd give her a ride home. She didn't live there very far from the office. And she would leave early some days. I went out to lunch across the street out of Wendy's. And I saw her waiting on the bus. And... I, you know, I step out of Wendy's and it's like raining a little bit. And I'm like, I say, Hey, listen, let me finish this sandwich. I'll go ahead and drop you off and then head back into work. So I go back in and I turn around thinking she's coming behind me. I see her jump into a a seven series uh, BMW. And this is in South Florida, like very, you know, a lot of new money out here and things like that. And I'm like, man, she's about to get into trouble. You know, she just jumps right into it and just drives off, piles off um fast forward uh, you know the very next day she's like yo you need to come and check this guy out this guy's doing some really dope things you can make a lot of money doing this this is a, a major thing it ended up being insurance because a, a new insurance brokerage that opened up um i pushed it off pushed it off pushed it off finally came out one day and met the guy and pretty much gave him my background right like just my 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 sales experience things like that and he, he tells me and this is on my lunch break I tell him, listen, I have to go back. I'll start with you, you know, in two weeks. But let me go ahead and wrap it up where I'm at. Let me let them know. And I got to get back to work anyway. My break is almost over. He goes, how much are you getting paid? I tell him, he goes, all right, I'm going to pay you not to go back. Just don't go back. And I stayed, I stayed. Like That's a great opportunity. And um, I actually did go back though to get my check. So he paid me not to get the check. I got his money and I got my check. I'm not leaving money on the table. But uh, fast forward a little bit, that company ended up shutting down. He says, listen, I got this other company. I have a moving brokerage I think you'll do really great at. Come on over here and check this thing out. And I did. I I got into the industry that way, just as a sales rep, um, worked my way up, ended up being the top sales rep there. Um, I left that company shortly thereafter and... Everyone told me not to leave. All of my coworkers, all of the managers, and I was doing really well. I was doing six figures within the first, uh, I'd say, like 45 days, 60 days. I was able to make six figures, you know. And, you know, I left, ended up going to another moving brokerage, and then another moving brokerage, and then another moving brokerage. And, you know, I, I ended up, you know, selling for about a half a dozen different brokerages and direct moving companies at that at that time. Um, each time that I left, there was some sort of conflict. Right, I'm, I'm very high on ethics, very high on ethics. That's, that's just been the thing that's guided me throughout my life, and just doing things the right way, and just making sure um, you move well, basically. I always try to make sure to move well through life. And um, so each time I left these different companies, it was because there was some sort of conflict, some sort of issue that I was having. And what I didn't know at the time was that was the best thing I could have done. You know, that, that's one lesson I want to share with everyone right now. Like, don't be afraid to walk away. If things aren't right, if things aren't um, matching up with your ethics and your personal code, walk away from it. It's not worth it. There's no amount of money that's going to be worth your core values. There's no amount of money that's going to be worth, you know, just your soul, right? Just how it says in the Bible what, what benefits a man to gain the world and lose his soul. So I walked away. And every single time I was learning from each and every single different one of these brokerages, how they were operating. This one did things this way. And this one did things. And everyone had a little tweak and a little change. There was a basic foundation that you would see, like a common thread throughout, but each one of them had like a little tweak and a little advantage and a little, you know, this. And I was taking like the best of each brokerage, um, without even, without even, um, realizing what was going on i was just just a lover of knowledge right so i'm just learning and picking up and getting better and getting better and getting better and you know each spot again i'm i'm top salesman quickly quickly you know one of the the last places i worked that that position came to me from another person that i worked with right who saw what i did and always like imitated me he said what i said and he did what i did and he ended up being top salesman at this place. And he would call me and say, man, I need you here. Come here. Come here. Well, when I left another spot, I called him. I said, you know what? I'm going to come out. Do you guys have a seat for me? He called the owner. After him just kind of setting the stage and letting everybody know, like, no, this is the guy that I learned from, they said, listen, we'll open up two seats just to give you one because they knew what I needed in terms of like compensation and things like that. So, um, and they did that. They, they literally did that. They took the two lowest salesmen, the two bottom salesmen. And um, they, they let them go just so I could be able to come in. They could like afford me and, um, and conflict again. And it's always with like the leadership and always with the ownership. And I don't, I don't go in with like a crazy ego or anything like that, but right is right for me. You know what I mean? If something's not right, I'm going to address it. Um, I'm going to speak on it and it has to be fixed. And if it's not, I'm always okay with walking away. Um, so and I did that. And each time I did that, I got closer and closer to opening up my own brokerage every single time without even like fully realizing it, you know? Um, and the last time I pretty much set up all of my paperwork and started setting up my, my business structure and started doing this and started doing it and, and Once I was ready, I was almost pushed out because it was like, okay, you guys don't want to do it the right way. I'm going to do it the right way. And I did that. So I opened up my brokerage um, and it, it, it benefited me to always walk away. And it benefited me to always like, just, just follow my code, never break my code because me opening up my own brokerage ended up being the best thing in the world. And I ended up outpacing Um, all of them. And I end up with the solid profile and solid reputation within the industry and insane connects. And, you know, to the point where like my network now is bigger than all of those brokerages combined. So. Hold on,
0: hold on, man. You diving into a lot of good stuff, man. And it's crazy as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, I I see a lot of similarities in me and you. And (laughs) you've been a hustler your entire life, man. Your (laughs) entire life. And to... And it's crazy because you have that same that same hustle mindset in business, and you yeah. took the, those like little bits of, of the experience, and you also said something. Of course, don't gain the world and lose your soul, but you mentioned a little early to just go backtrack. Uh, you know, with the attractive female, you didn't you didn't look at her like that because there mm-hmm. was something there was something that was leading you into it, and mm-hmm. that is I. I I'm not gonna say that on the record. I, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing on the record for, 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 <laughs> in terms of myself. But um, I've had some, I've had some moments like that, and it's it's led to great opportunities that had a larger effect. And mm-hmm. yo, that's what suck, man. That's yep. what that is a, that is a deep. It, it's crazy how that all fell in alignment for you because you you pretty much studied the game before you got into it.
1: Yeah, and so my whole life has been a study um, of the game. You know and i i 100 attribute that to my father you know he came here uh, without even speaking the language you know what i mean coming from haiti as the poorest country in the western hemisphere and was able to build um, not only one business but several businesses and, and just build a, a, a like a fair amount of wealth you know what i mean and he did it within his community he did it right there in the hood you know what I mean? He did it right there in the and became just a major person in the everyone knows him. Everyone connects with him. Everyone respects him. Just a super stand-up guy. And he's always been, um, you know, in this, in this specific industry, I have no mentor. Right. And it's typically you would have folks that kind of introduce you. Right. And once you level up, they'll help you get your brokerage, that sort of thing. And you can kind of trace Um, all of the owners to like someone who they worked for in the past or whatever the case may be i've always i've been the odd one out. i think that comes one from just being black and all the places i've worked i've been the only black person there um but outside of that though he's he's been my just my mentor like through life you know what i mean i remember when when i got my first job you know he would say things to shift my mentality right he says he would say things like you know i remember my first job i told him i was excited and he goes you know you're you're um oh, one of my first jobs sorry but he goes you know, you're, you're you're a slave now and i'm like i'm like what, I'm like, what do you mean by that like that i got a job it's a good job he's like yeah you're a slave it's like when the boss tells you to do something you need to do it and he didn't say it to be mean or anything like that you know what i mean but he was just like you, know, you have to serve now that's basically what he was saying you know what i mean you must serve him now you have to serve him if there's something that needs to be done you do it Um, And he's always had me with the mentality of doing the best job you could do no matter what. You know, I I had one experience where I took on, um, I was just just ups and downs in my life, just like everyone else, right? I don't don't have like a a monopoly on misery, I like to tell folks. There's a point in my time, in my life where I was doing uh, day labor, right? Just minimum wage day labor, just one day of work at different places like manual labor things or whatever. And I, I was working at a, a Honda dealership, I think it was, in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, just for the day. I came out there for the day and it was just um, throwing things away and cleaning up and doing this and doing that. And I was only there for the day. By the end of that day, they had offered me a job from the guy who actually I was replacing for the day. He was like on a vacation or something like that, but they still needed the work to be done. Um, They offered me his job while he was on vacation. So he was about to come back unemployed, get fired on his day off, right? Um, They gave me a ride home that day. They gave me 150 bucks cash. I was only supposed to get paid like 45. So the agency gave me 45 bucks for the day's work. They gave me 150 bucks cash, like, yo, we really appreciate what you did, and gave me a ride home and the job offer. You know what I mean? And all of that came from doing my best. There was no promise of a job that wasn't the way it was set up. You know what I mean? It's day laborers. Hey, I, I won't see you guys tomorrow. I'll be someplace else. And i you know, but I still had the mentality of while I'm here today, I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm going to do it well. And those principles came from my father and the way that he is and the way that he deals with people. Um, that high level of integrity, that fairness that came from him you know, interacting with with the community, you know, he never played with the money. He never played with the prices. He never played, you know, it was always fair and square. You always knew what it was. It was never um, taking advantage of anyone. You know what I mean? And it's always been just a huge, huge, huge thing for me. Just always do it right, always move well. Literally my my company, Move Well, is our is our motto. You know what I mean? That's our mantra, you have to make sure you move well. Move well, move with vanity. So, and even the name vanity, just so you know, that comes from the, from the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible. That's not, that's not because I'm vain <laughs> at all. That's, that's where vanity comes from. Um, so, so yeah, these things, these things I've, I've, I've grounded myself in, in, in these things and they've carried me through life. They've carried you know, that, me through life without still. Yeah, that's,
0: that's that, that, that's really, that's really dope and, and, and inspiring, man. Like, you know, I'm listening to your story and you know, what your father instilled, he planted that seed and in your reaction was like, what slave? And so I, this leads me to my next question. What has, you know, going from the employee to the boss, what What was that transition like in, in what's the difference in terms of just your overall mindset and the outlook of it now?
1: <laughs> so that's a really good question, right? Um, this is what I tell my employees. And this is its, it's the God's honest truth, you know? And I've, I've read this somewhere. I heard it somewhere. And it resonated with me so well that, like, I, I kept it. I wish I could, I could give credit to the person who, who said it first. But, um, you know, when I started the company, I was number one, right? I'm the boss, right? This is me now. Um, but when I got my first customer, I became number two. And then when I got my first employee, I became number three and so on and so on and so on down the line. And that that comes with the mentality and the spirit of servitude. Right. Um, I'm, I'm a servant leader. That's my style. I always say, let me know what I can do. Let me know if you need anything. I say that um, I say that to um, my employees, you know. I say that to the customers. You know, when I speak to them, I say, "Okay, well, you know, give me a call if you need anything else. I'm at your service," and I really mean that. And I said that even when I was employee. You know, um, so being the boss means that you now become a servant to everyone that relies on you, everyone that you're responsible for, everyone that um, gives you the opportunity to earn their business, you know, because, you know, they are the ones that are taking care of me and my life and my family and, and my future, you know, so I have to make sure to take care of them. It's just everyone kind of pouring into each other. You know what I mean? So the more people you serve, the, again, just going back to how I grew up, right. I'm, I'm ama- I'm super um i I live my life just just through through the the uh, blueprint of of christianity right and you know in the bible jesus was showing the disciples how to go out into the world and and lead right and the way he did it was by washing everyone's feet by showing them okay hey and he said it pretty much you know i'm paraphrasing obviously but yo this is the blueprint i'm gonna wash you guys' feet now i just showed you how to do it right so because he lowered himself he was exalted above all. And that's that's really how I, I move. That's really how I move. So where it comes to like being the boss, you have to really understand that that comes with serving everyone that you are connected with. And where it comes to you personally, where it comes to your business, where it comes to your brand. Um, and it, you win. You win. Everyone wins. It's a great system. It's a great blueprint, you know. Right it's like, it, it hasn't failed me. And I guarantee you, anybody who tries it is going to see that it, it works. And right away, not even like a way down the line type of thing, like immediately, you're going to see, you're going to see a return.
0: That's incredible for uh, you to, that, that, that quote that you said in that paradigm shift of, okay, the customer comes first. Okay. My employees come first that's a, that's a whole gem. I had to, I had to put a start. I know you saw me take notes right there. I I, know I had to take that down because, you know, it's easy. It's easy because I've worked for really bad leaders and managers and and corporations. So, you know, it's easy for someone to get, you know, really brainwashed with the, I'm the boss mentality, but you have the mentality of I'm here to service you. You're in the service industry. Now I want to ask you this, because of course, you know, the pandemic covid has changed everything in the landscape of business we mm-hmm. gratefully connected because of clubhouse so yeah. you know you, you want to talk about the power of networking let's let's dive into it because you're you're we're here because of networking and right. the opportunity well pretty much based on your story you got that because of networking and connecting do you yeah, have yeah. um do do you, do you yeah. have um of course um uh, what you would say as far as do you have any, uh, you know, uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, I'm not trying to say that. But what I, my next question is, how have you been able to respond to uh, this change of us being in quarantine, uh, business going remotely, uh, having mm-hmm. to do podcast interviews, of course, via mm-hmm. online versus in person? And yeah. how does your business adapted to that change since it is physical work and
1: practicing mm-hmm. social distancing? So the good thing about the the space that I'm in, um, specifically, like just with having a moving brokerage, like I said, I I don't have a truck, I don't lift the box, I'm not going into anyone's home, so it's all online, it's all online, you know. I I'm just a website, you know, where it comes to the business model, and I don't want to say just a website because that's a that's a, a big thing now, you know what I mean? But there's no office for like I I've only met one customer in person, and I was actually really excited. It just so happened that I was flying, uh, I was going back into Maryland and, and there's a dentist that I was moving, I was moving his, his entire office. And um, I actually chased this guy down for like a month, just following up like, hey, are, are we doing it? Are we doing it? Are we doing it? And uh, I, I called him from the airport. I was like, listen, I'm about to get on this plane and I'll be there tomorrow. I'm going to bring you the paperwork to sign in person. Let's go ahead and get this locked in. And he was like, "Oh, okay," and um, and, and you know, I was able to see him in person. But you know, this business is—it's all online. It's all online. It's all over the phone. Where it comes to actually getting the, the job serviced, that's a challenge that a lot of the the, the moving companies, the carriers in my industry—they're called carriers. Um, that's a challenge that a lot of them has have dealt with differently, you know, because they are going into folks homes, they're going to be in your homes for hours, and they're touching all of your items, and they're packing, it, and they're loading it and they're, you know, so some of them have been hardcore on, you know, the mask, and the gloves, and things like that, some of them have been lacking, and that's actually been a challenge for me, because when I find out about it, and I always do follow-ups, I always do check-ins, I'm super involved with, with everything going on, and, um, you know, I'll, I'll ask them to correct that and just be mindful because there are a lot of people that are vulnerable and people that are at risk. And it's not just for the customer's sake, but also for for the people that are doing them, well, for the laborers, you know what I mean? For the foreman, for the drivers and things like that. I don't want to be connected with with um, disregarding someone's health to the point where someone loses their life or ends up in the hospital or something like that. I don't want to do that. Not, there's no amount of money in the world that's going to make that okay with me. So. Um, you know, I've been pushing for everyone to take proper precautions. Most folks have, thankfully, because I have really, 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 really awesome carriers. I really picked the, the, the top, you know, folks in the country and connected with them. Um, and if they didn't, I, you know, I would reach out and make sure they corrected. And I've actually lost a few. I've, I've actually, um, you know, disconnected with a few folks and dropped them from my network because of that. They haven't been um, diligent about that, you know, which... In the short term, it, it hurt um, because I had to I had to find new folks and I had you know form new relationships and sometimes it, these are untested folks and things like that. But I, I I felt like that risk was worth it versus risking you know anyone's health. So that's one way that for me I've been I've been dealing with it, just being really mindful and just checking in on the moves and making sure. That's just one follow up question that wasn't there before, you know. Um, you know are they wearing masks like 2019 that wasn't a conversation i was having you know you wouldn't want to have that conversation in 2019 i don't want to know that the guys are coming to your house with masks you know what i mean i'm really concerned at that point (laughs) um but you know this year that that's been a major issue so with that that's been the case and then um you know with the office we we went remote it it really wasn't that big of a deal because I was already looking to shift for remote work. And um, so I was already positioning myself for that regardless because I, I I, wanted to be able to expand in different markets and have different brokerages throughout the country in different sales floor. Um, if you look at my website, you'll see we were looking to do you know the DC market, Maryland, Virginia, we we're looking to do New York, we we're looking to do Atlanta, all these metropolitan areas that I really connect with. And if you notice, these are all areas where there are a lot of uh, a large black population. So the goal was to set up um, these sales floors throughout the country prior to COVID. And I had my systems in place to do it remotely, to have everything connected in a way that an office in New York is completely connected with an office in Miami without, without any interruption, you know, seamlessly. So, you know, where it comes to that, 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 didn't, that didn't bother anything. It didn't affect anything, you know?
0: Oh, man, that's, um, I understand what you mean when you said, you know, you know, for better understanding, you had to get rid of that network because they were putting you at risk. And it's, it's not worth it. Like you said, there's no amount of money in the world that's, that, that's worth it. So, you know, we're, we're closing out 2020. What is today? Like the 20th or the 21st? I've, I'm losing sight at this point. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going into 2021. What is, what is the expectations for the business go, like going into the next year? What, what are some things that we can look forward oh, to? I love that to?
1: question. I love that question. So, um, next year is going to be a year of intense scaling. So this year I actually pulled back, and this has been a record-breaking year for my industry. So typically um, moving season starts in the spring, like March, April, and it runs all the way into October. That's the busiest time of year industry-wide, right? I mean, a lot of companies make all of their money in that, in that time frame and kind of like shut down a bit um, in the winter months. This year, because of COVID, we had a slow start. Moving season didn't start. Everybody was on pause. No one was moving. The whole country was at a standstill. And then I think people started to get a little bit more comfortable. Moving season started a bit late. So I'd say around June is when it really kicked off. And then everyone was flooded. Record-breaking year. And I started noticing a, a drop in quality with a lot of the carriers because they were just grabbing anything they could grab. They weren't able to deliver on time. They were just, I, I, I really feel it was, it was a combination of like the fear of the unknown in early spring and then a little bit of greed once things started picking up and then fear of I better get everything I can get right now because I don't know what the rest of the year is going to look like. And that caused quality problems. You so know, let me ask you this,
0: I want to, I don't want to interrupt you. I want, and this is what I wrote down: Does real has real estate because of COVID and everyone moving? Because I live upstate New York, and a lot of people are going from New York City, from Queens to Brooklyn, all the way upstate. Has real estate because of COVID ramped up the business in terms of just everyone trying to move?
1: Yeah, so for sure. So from what I've been seeing, and I'm, and that's another thing that's good. I get to get a, a like a bird's eye view of, of different industries, right? Um, From what I've been seeing, one houses are moving quickly. I get people calling me. So typically it's eight to 12 weeks out for reservations, right? They say, okay, we're going to move in two months, three months, whatever. I get people calling me saying, hey, can you get me in two days? Can you get me tomorrow? Mind you, these are not small moves. These are cross-country moves. Most people don't do a cross-country move. It's not like a a repeat kind of thing. You do this once or twice in your lifetime, unless you're like a CEO, you get, you know, your work calls for it. But the average person, once, maybe twice max in your lifetime, you're going to do a move like this. So folks are calling me saying, I need to go from LA to Manhattan by Friday. And they're calling me on Wednesday afternoon. You know what I mean? Because they put their house in the market and it got snatched up. ASAP, and the people want them out ASAP. You know what I mean? Um, And so I've been seeing a lot of that. Because folks who were on the fence about moving and trying to set things up and situate themselves and trying to plan it, because of COVID, they just moved. They just did it. They said, we'll figure it out later. Folks who were looking for a house, they just grabbed anything they could grab. And that's still going on right now. That's still going on right now. Houses are not staying on the market long. Um, there's a lot of shifts in people's work, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, in this industry, it, it's, 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 it's kind of, I get mixed emotions, right? Because we do well, when the economy is going up, we do well, right? If you people are getting promotions, and then you're going from that three bedroom home to that four bedroom home, and you, you want bigger house, and you know, you're going to call me, and I'll, I'll cover you. When things get, get bad, you're going to go from that four bedroom house to the two bedroom apartment with your family while you work things out, or you're going to go and live with your parents or your in-laws or something for a year, or a year and a half while you work things out. So you're going to call me while you downgrade and, you know, you're going to want storage as well, which, which I cover, you know, so, because folks don't, you know, they don't want to sell their stuff. We get really attached to our, our, our things. And so they say, "Oh, things will get better. Or, I did lose my job, but let me throw this in storage right now with my emergency savings or whatever until things get better. I don't want to sell my stuff. I don't want to give it away. So you're paying to go to downgrade and you're paying for the storage. You know? Um, so in either direction, this, this is really a recession-proof business. Like the bigger players in this in this, in this this space, they've been around, you know, one of the largest companies that in this space has been around like 100 years, 100 plus years. That's
0: what I'm saying so, this to myself in my head. I'm like, yo, this seems like a win-win for you right now. Like a win-win.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. You know, and I don't, it, like I said, you get mixed emotions, right? Because I don't ever want to profit off anybody's misery or anything like that, you know? But you are helping. You, you are truly helping. Some folks really do need that time. They need to get put into storage for a little bit. They they need that, you know? So it's, it's still... Whether the economy is going up, whether it's going down, regardless of the direction, this is a recession-proof business, you know? So I'm I'm super interested to share it with folks, to show them, like, what it can be.
0: No, you're definitely spot on with that, because it's like, as I hear you talk, like, these light bulbs are going off in my head because I know there's a lot going on with foreclosure come next month. So okay. a lot of people got to get out. So I'm right. assuming you're going to get a lot more phone calls and a lot of people. Right. So, so I, I know that volume is coming, come next month.
1: So, so how, I how, suspect that the next, for the next two years, it's it, the next two years are going to be record breaking numbers for the industry.
0: So that's a good problem. That's a really good problem for you to have. So how do you re- how would you how do you respond to because the volume is about to come once Christmas is over, you can just right. forget about it, right? So yeah. how do you respond to all this volume that's coming your way?
1: So the, it's already happened. You know, it's this year has been a record breaking year. Um, like I said, once June hit, it just started getting really crazy. The, my initial response was to, I'm I'm super conservative, right? My initial response was to pull back because. If I get into anything, you know, a lot of folks said, don't invest more than you can stand to lose. I I approach things that way, but I also say, okay, but what would you do if you lost it? And so I have that plan in place as well. Um, So when I started noticing how crazy things were getting, I really pulled back a lot, a lot. Like I I probably could have made triple what I did, what I've done this year uh, easily, but it would have ruined the brand and it would have ruined my reputation and it would have caused so many problems with, you know, I don't want, again, the, our motto is to move well. So if I can't make sure that you move well, I'm not gonna move you, you know? Um, so initially I pulled back. Now I'm, I'm setting it up to ramp up for, for next year, for this growth, to be able to facilitate all that. So we have a, a huge space up in uh, Lebanon, Pennsylvania that is going to be, you know, where we warehouse everything, and it's actually the Just on my website. I think it used to be like a, a UPS or a FedEx uh, distribution uh, center or something like that, like for the country. Like it's huge. So, um, just making sure I could, I could, I could service the customers correctly. I could service them correctly. That's going to be. How
0: I'm sorry, man. How do you how do you separate your how do you separate your emotions from from the business standpoint? Because there has to be some type. I know you feel it if someone's going through foreclosure and like, damn, like we gotta mm. get these people about of here, and they're mm. in there, they're crying. How do you separate that emotional attachment from from the job
1: itself? Wow. So, this there's two parts of that, right? So the I haven't I haven't learned how to separate my emotions from this, to be honest with you. I have not, so what? I'm not going to advise you on that, so I can't tell you, because I'm I'm horrible at that, and I know that's a major thing, that's something I'm I'm 100% working on and, and building towards, but I I know that you need to be uh, unemotional in the business, right? I'm my emotions are all the way wrapped into everything that I do, completely. Like I lose sleep, I worry, I you know I won't eat. If things aren't going the right way, I think for, maybe it kind of helps me because it has to be right. It has to be done correctly. And if it's not, it really bothers me. If things are unresolved, it really bothers me. It's it's everybody thinks I'm OCD. I'm, I'm obsessive compulsive. I don't have the disorder part of it though. It's not making my life disorderly at all. It's actually helping me. But so I, I haven't been able to separate myself emotionally, um, but I can tell you how it's been an advantage for me. So an example, you know, these moves cost, it's, it's, it's very expensive to move. Folks call in for a quote and I'll give them a quote and they say, man, that's a lot of money. I don't even argue with them. I say, yeah, it is. Cause it is like, I'm being real. It, it costs a lot of money. And I, even as a sales rep, and this goes back to the integrity thing, I had a lot of customers where I wouldn't close the deal where I could have because I let them know this isn't for you. You know, but I always think of that customer as my mother, my grandmother, or, you know, someone I'm I'm really close to, you know, I think of, I've had single mothers call me looking to move and start a new life or, and this is, they're scraping up together the last, you know, few pennies to make it happen. And I tell them, this isn't the way you want to do it. It's not going to make sense. It's not going to work out for you. You know, you might want to get rid of half of your stuff or sell your stuff or, you know do a self-move and i'll walk them through how to do that you know uh, and that was that was part of the, like the conflicts that i would have with, with places i was working i like why didn't you get the money like that? I was like that's not there, see, we're not so that's, we're not mm-hmm. no see because you just you you literally just did it because
0: i'm like Yo, how do you separate your emotions because you just gave me an example where like you know that how ha- you found some emotional connection Right, where mm. these customers remind you of someone, but you're giving them that backdoor way out, like, yo, go about it this way. But right. I, I, I see what you mean by it. I see what you mean though.
1: Yeah, so, you know, and um, I t- so I so had, I had an accountant, right, who I had so many things going on with like my business and my finances. And I, I went to him and he was like, well, what do you need help with? And I was like, well, I need help with this and this thing and that thing and that thing. His eyes are getting big, like, yeah, you need a lot of help. So he goes, he goes, what's your, what's your budget? And I said, listen, man, I don't want to talk budget, you know, uh, and I didn't even, I didn't have a lot of money at the time. Right. So I said, I don't want to talk budget. You tell me what it's going to cost me to get done what I need done. If I don't have the money for all of it, that just means that I have to do more work on the nights and weekends to do the rest of myself and to figure it out and to learn so if you don't have the money then have have the grit you know have this roll your sleeves up you, you have that you know what i mean so i was like I, I'll, I'll pay you as much as i can and then when the money stops i'm gonna do the rest myself that are you just telling me i just have to put more hours in that's all i'm hearing it's gonna get done though so i, I you know i i kind of push that on people too like listen you can't afford it but here's here's a good way to do it and get some friends and you know go to you know, this company and rent a truck and maybe blah, blah, blah. And you, you know, and it's going to save you $500, but you need that because you, you know, you need your first and last security or whatever, or you have kids and you don't do it this way, do it that way. You know? And, um, so yeah, I I think, I think that's, that's something a lot of people should, should, should take in. If you don't have the money, you, you have, you have the time, you know what I mean? You do have the time, even if you have to sleep even if you, if you have to sleep faster, (laughs) you have the time.
0: No, we, we, you definitely do. You know, I was just going to ask you my next question and I I think you already answered it. Like, how do you respond to adversity? And like you said, you, there's times where you have to call on that grit.
1: For me, it's been, for me, it's been prayer, honestly, for me, it's been prayer. Um, In this industry, like I said, I don't have, I don't have a mentor. So I, even, even to set everything up, I had to reverse engineer all the things that I learned. And um, I have colleagues who call me like, man, I can't believe you did it. And they're still employees and they're doing very well. They're making six figures. They can do it too, you know, but they just, they don't know how to do it. So I don't have a mentor in, in this field. Whenever things are working out for me and I need like some sort of guidance, I, 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 I sit still. I sit still. I get, I be quiet and I sit still and I, I'll pray on it and I'll meditate on it and I'll think on it. Um, and then, you know, you, you're going to know what the right thing to do is. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to. But, you know, I've had situations where based on what I knew at the time, that was the right decision. And moments later, things completely failed but I got new information right I'm like well I I would have done it again I'd do it a thousand times based off of what I knew you know what I mean so you sometimes you have to just go off of that you know just take the information that you have and figure out what you know is going to be the right decision um and and go with it lean right into it all the way and execute and sometimes you win sometimes you lose there's no one that's gonna no one in any industry doing anything is gonna have like the trajectory where it's just always up, 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 up. It's, it's, it's like this, you know, you just make sure you, you're prepared for the downtimes um, and expect them to just know that that's going to happen. Like, no, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just how are you going to deal with this is the question.
0: How do you, what drives you to be so passionate about what you do?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think I have like, I don't know. I, really, I wish I could answer that. Yeah, <laughs> I got, maybe no, I better. I no, <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, you know, yeah, let me take and, a note on that one. Actually,
0: no, because I, I because you know what, I take I take a lot of notes, and I was just I, I'm really listening to your story, and I'm like, oh man, like. You know, and I was just, I'm really curious and you got to get, I need an answer. I, you're going to have to give me an answer at some point. Cause I want to know what, what drives you to I'm gonna really you take it to that next, that what ta- yeah, what, what makes you take it to this next level, man? Cause I, I'm not going to say, oh what drives you? Because I, I could see that you're very family oriented and, you know, yeah. and I, I don't want to say, I want to assume it's family, but, um, you know your story is very inspiring again, to be a trailblazer and go about it your way. Then you have all these people that are doing very well. They want to be in the same position as you. And like you said, and you, and you referenced this a couple of times, you don't have a mentor. Have you thought about mentoring those that are, fo- are looking to follow your lead?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I know the importance of, of mentorship and, um, and that's one of the things that I'm going to be doing, um, in 2021, actually in the, in the coming weeks. So I might even get it started before then, but it's to open up a course um, for folks that want to get into this space and, you know, mentor folks and walk them through how to do it and everything like that. Because this, this is, this, you know, this is a $400 billion industry. And like I said, there's only like maybe 100, 150 companies doing this. So there's a lot of um, opportunity there, right? There's a lot of value that I think I can bring um, to folks who want to get into this space. So that's that's something that I, I really am excited about um, getting into and, and getting set up. And, um, you know, I, I think what drives me is all of the times when I did things the wrong way and how horrible it worked out for me, you know? And then when I started doing things the right way, I, it's like you can't fail. You know what I mean? Like, overall, you have wins and losses, but overall, you can't fail. You can't. You cannot. And so I think that's what it is. It's just seeing see what it looks like on the other side. It's like, okay, now nah, I'm not. I, I can't ever go back to that. I can't. I won't ever go back to that. You know? So just doing things the right way is, is, is super important. And just knowing you, you have the choice. You have the choice. I like to tell folks to live life on purpose. You know what I mean? And it goes back to what I was saying earlier, where, you know, once you start being open to opportunities, you start seeing them all the time. That's that goes into the power of intent. Right. So as long as you you have good intentions. Good will come.
0: That's man, man, you're a gem dropper, man. I can tell you that (laughs) (laughs) you you definitely dropped a lot. You definitely dropped. You definitely dropped a lot of gems. I I strongly believe in, you know, it's funny, I was doing real estate wholesaling for a while and it just wasn't, you know, it it didn't really speak to my core. It didn't speak to who I am. However, Mm -hmm. I could kind of see why, if you're in contact with a lot of real estate investors, a lot of real estate wholesalers, anyone in the real estate industry, because they're constantly trying to get properties and get these people out and get more people in. So I'm Mm -hmm. assuming, of course, you know, you're constantly in contact with these type of people and working together.
1: Yeah, so wholesaling is something... As as crazy as it sounds, I did that before and I didn't even know what it was at the time. Years right, hold and, on, now nah, wait, now nah,
0: hold on, now Josh. Hold on. You gotta tell us about this. <laughs> now nah, hold on. Let me <laughs> fix my now, t- t- now elaborate. Dive into this, man. Because okay, so
1: yeah. this is another. so this is another story about networking, right? I'm telling you, everything I've done that has been like through through people always, right? Connections. So when I was in school, um, I would, there was this company that was how I would see signs hiring for like office workers, clerical work, stuff like that. Right. I'll see these signs everywhere. And I had a, I had a huge network of friends. Cause I, I started a, a, an advertising club, um, which ended up being the biggest club uh, in the school. So I was president of this club and I was a student ambassador and I was this, and I was an RA. I was all these things, right. Like in the school, I was just like very well known. Very, I was always at every event. I was hosting everything. I was doing everything. And like you know, the dean and the president, they would call me for anything happening, like, oh, can you help with this? And, you know, through school sanctioned parties and everything, right? Um, and so I, people would come to me saying, hey, you know, hey, do you know what anybody hiring, right? Now, I would send them to this office that was right across the street from me. And I just kept sending people to this office to the point where this this office was filled with people that I sent. They were all my friends. The entire office was a real estate company. So I ended up needing a job. And um, I reached out to the people who were in there, right? It was like, yo, get me in there. The guy had to hire me because his entire company was saying, yo, hire him, get him in here. He didn't have a position open at the time. So he put me on to like cold calling um, folks basically. Right. And it's an old, old list from like year. It was years old. And I started setting up appointments and I don't even think he really wanted to give me like a solid job for, it. I think it was kind of set up to to fail almost because it was And these are people who were angry at him also. So I would call him and say, Hey, listen, I'm calling from such and such office. And they're like, Oh, that that, that happened two years ago. And I'm like, this is no, I'm running the department now. I don't know who you dealt with in the past but I run this now, Uh, I'm going to ensure that it's handled the right way. If you trust me, give me the opportunity to earn your business, I'm going to fight for you. I started booking appointments and blew his mind. He was like, yo, you're really getting these people back? Like They're mad at me. You know what I mean? Um, Long story short so I ended up with an office in there, like my own office for real, <laughs> I ended up with my own office, and uh, just loved it, you know, I loved it. And that goes to like, again, the principles of my dad, because I remember walking out of the office and I had friends outside waiting for me and we were all like pouring out and they were laughing at me. They're like, man, you're the only one walking out there happy. And I was like, yeah, I got a job. We got free breakfast. He buys us lunch sometimes and I got a paycheck. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like I'm the goofy one, like walking out of the office, like cheesing and stuff. But um, so what he was doing was wholesaling. He was putting bids on these houses, getting them at a discount because he had like a nonprofit. Then selling them before he put any money down because he had a big list of, of buyers. And I just, I was watching the whole thing and it was like three businesses in one. So he had the real estate company that was getting a percentage because it was dealing with the contracts. I think he had the title company or something like that. That was getting a percentage. He had the nonprofit that was able to bid and got a discount because it was a nonprofit on these on these like foreclosed homes, right? And he was he had uh insurance company homeowners insurance. So you would buy the he would he would bid on the house, get it for low, get a commission as the as the um, realtor sell it to someone without paying anything, didn't sell them insurance on the property. And he had a construction business. So when they were ready to like build out on it and fix it and do things like that, he was the one that was, you know, they would, co- so he had like everything covered, everything, all in one office. And it was like, legally, he had it set up to where like, you can't answer that phone, but you can answer this phone. You know what I mean? Because these are two different businesses. So don't pick up, you know what I mean? And I'm just watching. I'm doing something completely different, mind you. right? I'm doing um, loan modifications. But I'm watching all this other stuff go on. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to do that. I always had that in mind. So fast forward you know, a, a decade or so, and I'm looking at all these wholesalers. And I'm like, oh, I already know what y'all are doing. I already know. I was already behind that, that curtain. I already got the peek behind it. I know exactly what you're doing. So I'm, I'm actually excited to get in that space um, next year. Because,
0: yo, that's crazy. There's going
1: to be a lot of inventory that's opening up, um, and yeah. So I want So I'm going to be doing wholesaling and a lot of the the uh, bird me- method. You know, where you where you buy and you rehab and you um, rent refinance and repeat. I'm a, I'm a, so, I'm a,
0: I'm a, I'm gonna definitely tap in with you, man, for sure, for sure. Because yeah. you just that. Number one, my whole body language has changed when he was like, yo, he had the non-profit in the insurance. Yeah. I'm like, yo! <laughs> yeah.
1: Listen, he, was, he was touching everything. There was no way, like, and he was eating like five different ways off of one deal. Like, legitimately. And it was just like, I was like, I was so impressed. And I'm still, like, connected with this guy. I'm still connected. When I left um, that company... How long um, was this, it, Josh? How long was this? Um, this was years ago, man. This was um, I don't even know. This was years ago, like a decade. It's like a decade. But I'm still connected with that and he's 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 doing his thing. You know, he's doing his thing. He's a guy from from um Iran, if I'm not mistaken. He's an Iranian guy that came here and just is doing his thing. So he's definitely somebody I'm gonna reach out to um and just pick his brain a little bit more, you know what I mean? And yeah, man, I think twenty twenty one is gonna be a really prosperous year. And I, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to hear you. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed by, uh, you know, what you said to the people over the phone. <laughs> it, like you, you have this, this level of professionalism when it comes to that whole cold call thing. Some people, yeah. you know, they, they freeze up and it could be intimidating. Yeah. That's the thing. So I took my hat to you, man. You, yeah. you know, I was doing wholesaling and I was making the calls and you got to have tough skin, man, because people it's- are telling me all types of stuff
1: it's scary. i mean it's see the thing is it's it's a learned skill though it's it's absolutely scary you know and every time i would get into a new sales position and i didn't know i wasn't fully comfortable with the lingo or the industry or the ins and outs or whatever i i still had that fear there, but I have like different ways of like addressing it. So if someone asked me a question that I don't know, and I said, listen, I, I'm not exactly sure, but give me a moment. Let me get you the answer for you. Or I'll tell people, listen, I don't want to mislead you. Let me put you on a brief hold. I'm going to get you the right answer one way or the other, you know? And I would do that. I would literally do that. And at the same time, I'm educating them. So where I would have colleagues who would like BS their way around things, I'm forcing myself to get that right answer. I want it to be right. I don't want to like mislead you. And now I'm learning. And now I speak with authority. Now I'm speaking with confidence. Now I know what I'm talking about. I can really walk the walk. You know what I mean? And it, you hear that when I talk the talk. So, um, but every time I got into a new area, I, I had that fear, I had that nervousness because it's just unknown territory, but I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that's what people have to understand. Like, don't think when you hear me on the phones and you hear me do my thing, like, oh, he sounds so good. Like, yeah, I didn't at first though. You know what I'm saying? I did that first, and everything that I've said was a piece. It's a full, like it's an amal- amalgamation of, of other people's things that I got that sounded really good, that really resonated with something, someone, that really connected. And that you know, like I'm always like reverse engineering things. Like oh, I like that, and I've had I've, I've had folks that I worked with on the sales floor that were not great at all, and they were like the lowest man on a totem pole, or they were definitely on their way out you know what i mean but they would say one thing that's like bars i'm like oh bro yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm using that you know what i mean like i like that and it and it you know you you kind of you build a, a repertoire you build like a toolbox and you just uh, eventually you'll know I, it's like kung fu right it's like fighting or something like that like you learn all these different fighting styles and then someone comes up and you're like oh I, okay i know how to counter that and i know how to parry that or or even like Um, just having a toolbox, right, and just getting new tools and learning how to use each tool, you just have this toolbox where a problem comes, you know, oh, I know exactly what to do with this one. And sometimes it's something you've never dealt with before, but it's similar to something and you you can connect, you know what I mean, and kind of like engineer it that way. So it's when it comes to sales, um, it's good to know like the basic principles of like, you know, rebuttals and um, just speaking with confidence and things like that, and it, it, but it comes again; it it falls onto integrity. That's kind of like the thing that carries me through. Like, if you know what you're saying and what you're saying is true, you're good. Sales is easy if you can if you can if somebody needs something, they have a need for a service or whatever. It's like, I got you. If you don't need this, if I can't help you, I need to know that also right away. We both need to find out. I need to know if I can help you or not. Let's find that out. And then once we find it out, I'm like, okay, we both figured out that this is what you want. This is what you need. This is in your price range. Why aren't we moving forward? Let's go, you know what I mean? So it it goes back into just serving. If you, if you have a a way to serve people, there's, this is, here's another one. You're gonna love this one, All right? So Biggie says more money, more problems, right? Everybody knows that. I say more problems, more money. You know, let me know where the problem's at, where are your pain points? And I, I got you. That's a bigger opportunity for me. The more difficult it is, the more valuable it becomes, you know? So give me your problems. Give them to me. Let me get them. Let me know what it is. Let me solve If I could solve it, I'm. you know, and everybody who's made an incredible amount of wealth is just solving a problem. Even if it's not, look at like, let's say social media, right? They solve the problem of like, connecting us in a way that we haven't connected before, you know, and making it easier to connect and organizing those connections and things like that and documenting them and archiving them and things. People are, you know, I have a Facebook I haven't touched in years, but I'm hesitant to close it out because there were connections and conversations and posts and photos and things that are on there that I don't want to lose. It's an archive, you know, of that era and that time in my life. So. You know, there's some value there.
0: Yeah, that's I definitely had to I had to write that down real quick. <laughs> no, I definitely had to write that down. It, I it, do the no, same, man.
1: Listen, I write everything down. I got I carry this yeah. with me uh-huh. everywhere. I write everything down. People ask me, like, oh, you a writer or like a poet or something like that. I'm like, no, this is no, you, 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 you you're,
0: you're, you're, no, you know, I checked out your Instagram, man. You're, you're a deep brother, man. You're, you're a very deep brother, man. I, Thank you. I could, def- I could just tell, you know, I Thank tell you. everyone, I tell people on my podcast, I, this is what I, this is what I tell myself. Look, I've sat down with so many different people. I just personally believe all the people that I've had the opportunity to interview and sit down with have been like my, like sent to me like, and, and messengers and and, mm-hmm. and people are seed planters. so you definitely planted mm-hmm. some seeds and you made me look mm-hmm. at some other things just going back to the basics you mentioned your first job and i thought about my first job because my first job was a sales job at jc penny optical now selling mm-hmm. prescription glasses so i had mm-hmm. to learn the language right by full mm-hmm. progressive polycarbonate right. lenses and all that stuff but um you know more problems more money and it just makes me just think of addressing pain points and serving them on a platter so yo that is spot on but i want to talk about some closing points i definitely want to talk about of course how we met and mm-hmm. there are oh yeah what's yeah. really what's really dope is the amount of connections i've made on clubhouse since and it's mm-hmm. been like because usually i'll get my connections and networking through linkedin i'm still networking through linkedin but right. clubhouse has been instant business, uh, pain yeah. points addressing. So yeah. I'm pretty sure sh- I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure if we were to start a clubhouse group right now, mm-hmm. we're going to find maybe five to 10 people that need your services right now, or yeah. five to 10 people that need my services right now. And yeah. everyone is, everyone needs same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to talk to you about that offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the incredible thing is the incredible thing about this is man, it feels it feels so good because it's not, what's the words, Josh, just take the words for me. Please. Contrived,
1: yes. it's not contrived, it's yes. not forced, yes. it's all yes. natural and nothing it's, orga- it's
0: It's so organic. It's so yeah.
1: organic yeah. and
0: it just, it's such, yeah. it's such a powerful moment for us right yeah. now as yep. a culture, yep. especially with, you know, these last few months in this pandemic and the Black Lives yeah. Matter and just everything in the sea yeah man i'm just man i'm so blessed i'm so i've sent this i've put so so many people
1: i've put so many people on i say listen download this download this. and i don't i so i don't do socials right if you if you look at my i i'll be back on them now but they didn't have much value for me for a while and you know if you look at my socials now my last post was like maybe three four years ago or something like that you know what i mean um and it's just like i don't know like what am i doing on here you know what i mean um, but I got on this and I saw it as an amazing, amazing opportunity. And this, again, goes back to like, you know, what you're open to, you're going to receive, right? Because um, I have folks that get on there and they go into like rooms that are not talking about anything. And it's, you know, reality show rooms and this and that, and It's there's nothing going on. It's like, okay, well, I'm over here in this room where I have the exact of such and such speaking or I have a expert in this thing speaking and I'm you know taking notes like crazy so when I jump on there I dived right in I was just jumping on everybody's stage everybody's stage and just saying hey you know this is what I do and so I there was this gentleman who was doing marketing and I needed an insight right for for um building out my marketing so I get on there and I give a little context on what I'm doing right? I say, I'm doing a moving broker. I have a moving brokerage, and it's this and it's that, and that. just so happens that that same gentleman just opened a moving company. But not only that, he's known for building seven-figure and eight-figure service industry businesses. And he created like a software for it and everything like that. And he goes, listen, I need to talk to you. And we connected outside of the app, and we talked for like an hour plus, right? And I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm happy to tell you Whatever you need to know. You know what I mean? In terms of moving, like I I got you. So he's, you know, picking my brain. I'm like, okay, so check this out and check that out and check that. And I'm like super excited to like share, right? And um long story short, uh, I'm gonna be flying out to Vegas. He's gonna be my case study, my first case study. I'm gonna be helping him open up his brokerage, you know, as a coach. Wait, and wait, wait, consultant.
0: wait, You do a, a from
1: Clubhouse? Yes.
0: That's crazy. You Within just got on
1: within 24 hours so my so my so my friend was with me when i was doing it. i'm trying to say yo this is clubhouse and Clubhouse, and she's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's like you, you she was like you're um what did she say you're 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 playing a game right she's like i know i know i know you you're you you just turned it into a game because i do i do stuff like that i'm like yeah pretty much right and then the next time i saw her i was like yo check this out i did it she's like yeah so you you won the game didn't you i was like yeah, like she let me tell my whole story. I was like, yeah, pretty much. She's like, yeah, all right, I got you. And like just walked off, you know what I mean? But um, so yeah, within 24 hours, I connected with this guy and legitimately, authentically, you know, organically connected with them, And we both have something to offer. So, um, you know, without getting into crazy details, he's going to be my first case study, which is going to be great because one, I know for a fact what I can do, obviously because I've done it, you know what I mean? Um, and I've done it to a level where I'm actually top of my industry when it comes to like other moving brokerages. If you look and compare, I'm up there. You know what I mean? I'm up there. So in terms of like quality and, and like premium service and things like that. So, um, so I connect with this brother. It's going to help him because he's already invested. He's already in this space. I'm going to help him do it the right way. Um, And in a a way, he didn't even know because he wasn't doing a brokerage. He was doing an actual moving company. And I'm like, no, you want to do a brokerage. Um, He's going to be a case study, which is going to let folks know like, okay, yeah, this is a real deal because look at what he did for this guy. I have another company, same thing. And I have another guy, same thing. So I got three people now that I'm building brokerages for. Now, again, this guy's a marketing guy and he built seven figure businesses and he's known for that. And he has... All of this, he has like everything set. So I'm like, you know what? I want you to help me market my course and help me do the build out for that course. He's like, man, I have a whole team in place already. He's He's got everything set up already to go. So it's like, all right, I've got everything set up for you. You got everything set up for me. And we're both winning. I can show people, look what I did for him and do it for him, which he wins off of that. He can help me show them what I did for him which helps me, you know what I mean? So it's just like, we're just feeding into each other back and forth, back and forth, just pouring into each other. And it's is, it's a super, super win-win. And people say in business, like, I think they say like in negotiations or whatever, if, if both parties don't walk away losing something, it wasn't a good negotiation. I, I do not believe that. I feel like that, that art, that magic is when you have both people walking away and everybody wins. If you can make that work and find that common ground, all the way around, where nobody's walking away feeling like they had to lose or sacrifice or whatever, you got it. You got the blueprint to business forever. So, yeah, man, and that's all. That's all. Twenty four hours on that app, but again, I got folks going on there talking about reality shows, or talking about this thing, or talking about that celebrity, or whatever, and they're having whole conversations doing that, or you know, moaning. Uh, and things like that and but the same time that they're spending moaning on there i'm sitting here taking notes or i'm getting out there and i'm talking to people i'm connecting with folks like you which you know you and i are going to be doing things in 2021 um and this helps me too look at how it's a win-win i'm happy to be here this is the first time i've done a podcast like this we're, we're talking about what i'm doing so i'm able to expect, you know put that out there i'm having the links up for this website for the course for my actual business, you're having amazing content. Like it's just, it's, it's, we're just going back and forth, back and forth, pouring into each other and, and winning hardcore. So that's the power of networking. That's the power I think of, of just really being authentic. That's the power of just finding a, a way to, to serve and be there and show up. You said, hey, I want folks from my show. And at that time, check this out. I didn't have all this in place. You and I connected before I connected with this guy. So I didn't have all of this in place. I was just like, yeah, I go, I'll go on there and talk talk about my business. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm cool with that, whatever. So now it's benefiting me from a decision I just I just made just to help out, came right back to me. You know?
0: It's always gonna so, be like that, man. It's always yeah, gonna be always. like that. I, Absolutely. You know, I always believe whatever you're seeking is always seeking you. And yeah. you know, life is always gonna put the right people in front of you at the right time. It's crazy mm-hmm. because I was in, you know, with Clubhouse. You know, I was up to like three thirty last night. There's so mm-hmm. much, as you mentioned, there's so much different rooms going on. But there was a room this morning. It was about just spiritual healing. It was, mm-hmm. it was just, um, man, it was like if it, it, it was like a group therapy session. People were in there crying, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, expressing their vulnerability, diving into mm-hmm. the childhood and, and, and mm-hmm. things in that nature.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It,
0: it's such an incredible app man it's such incredible from the business and a personal standpoint because i was i got to get you into this uh spiritual group man because yeah, uh, uh the the the, the insight and, and everyone is so supportive too that's another thing i mean the granted, tribe they got... is
1: coming back the village is yep. coming back we're coming back to community uh-huh. again now when we've uh-huh. been so fragmented this is so what i saw the minute i got into the app and i was seeing people i figured it out in like 30 seconds you know what i mean i was like oh snap and i was seeing people and what they were doing and where they were from you're we're connecting with people that you would just very likely you're going to run across these people right maybe on a flight somewhere or like you know i love cigars so that cigar knowledge i meet like a lot of affluent like uh, black folks and things like that um but this is like a major, like you're meeting this exec from this thing and from ESPN and from Forbes and from yada, yada, yada. And it's like, you wouldn't have talked to this many people this much and been exposed. And they're all pouring out. They're all saying, this is what I did, how I did it, connect with me, link with me, direct message me, da, 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 da. And they're responding. They're following back. They're doing this on a grand scale. And we're, we're in to something that's super early. I'm, I'm insanely incited excited about what's happening because like you know the village is back the tribe is back you get to sit with your elders you get to sit with your with your brethren and your, and, your, and your sisters and you know you get to commune you get to you know like you said folks are on there dealing with trauma they're able to ask questions that they weren't able to ask before and they're able to like connect with people who have experiences that they might not have connected with otherwise some of these people you know they're not celebrities but they're major players in their world you know what i mean They're not on TV, they're not on the radio, but they're major players. You look at their bios, you look at their IGs, you look at the corporations that they work for or that they have worked for. And it's like, man, if I sat next to this guy on the airplane, I would not stop talking and listening the whole flight. I'm bugging him the whole flight. I don't care. And this is a space where you have this guy there saying, ask me anything, or this woman there. Saying, ask me anything, or this was my journey, or this is what is going to help you, or and it's like, yo, this is something special. I don't know what it's going to look like when it when it grows and when the build out happens and things like that. And but for right now, at this at this point in time, and I'm telling everybody, I'm explaining it just like that. Like this is the time. Whatever you're trying to do, you're a photographer, you're a cinematographer, you're an artist, you're a rapper, you're a painter, you're a marketer, whatever. Get into these rooms, connect with these people, engage with these people, ask those questions, pick their brains, follow them. Even just there's right now, I'm following people that I'm not, I don't have a question for them. I'm not I have nothing to ask. I'm just listening. I'm taking notes. And I see, oh, you you're the wholesale guy in Detroit. I don't know if I'll ever be in Detroit or need something in Detroit. I'm following you though, because now I know the wholesale guru in Detroit you know, or you're the Facebook guy or, you know, you, you're you the LinkedIn. Okay, bet. You know what I'm saying? My Instagram follows right now is like a Rolodex. It's a Rolodex of black excellence. It's a Rolodex of, of power and connections and opportunity. It's a, and I'm building. I want insane follows. I want to have like, I want to follow twice as many people that, that follows me before it's all and done, here now, you know what I mean? Just on the personal level. With the other things that I'm doing with the coursework and all that, I want that to be insanely huge. But in terms of like me, my personal page, I wanted to be following. Just now this morning, there was a moderator in the room and I was like, oh yeah, I gotta follow this person. I follow their page here. And then I follow their Instagram and I see at the bottom, it says, followed by Barack Obama. I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, I definitely need to see what you're talking about, what you're saying, what you're doing. It was a young lady, you know, it was a woman. Like Obama's looking at you. Of course I need to look at you. Of course I need to see. I need that on my feed. I'm going to be on socials, crazy. I need that on my Twitter now. Now my Twitter is, that's the stuff I need to see throughout my day. My IG, that's what I need to see throughout my day. I'll kill 30 minutes Thumbing through, seeing what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like some funny joke or meme or or some, you know, some pop culture thing that has no real significance to me. You know what I mean? Like, this is power. And I'm feeding that now. It's your, they call it your feed. They call it that for a reason. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting all of that on my feed. This is what I'm feeding off of right now. I'm eating. I am eating. So anybody who's listening to this, who's not on the app, get on the app and come with the big old plate because there's a lot of food on there.
0: It's crazy because everyone everyone is on the app for the same reason they're looking they're, they're looking to connect with someone they're, they're looking to get their business out there and they're looking for something mm-hmm. to help their pain points in their business which is crazy yeah. because it's still in the beta version i was told that it's only iphones only right now yeah and mm-hmm. this it kind of reminds me of instagram in the early days remember when instagram was only iphone only now uh when the android users come on i could only imagine i could only imagine yeah. because i could tell you this if you would asked me Yahavi, how, how are you know, are you going to get maybe uh, ten new marketing clients this month? I I, I I couldn't give you a solid answer, but now, mm. oh yeah, easy Clubhouse, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got like five. Right. Yo, I got five people that that right. are signing up for my services now. Right. You're the first one on the podcast, and I got like yeah. three others from Clubhouse. But mm. it is, it's just been so insightful. But I I actually I took the initiative yesterday to start my own little group, and mm. we was just exchanged, and it was like six of us in there. And everyone in there was exchanging different stuff. We was talking about business, credit, how to mm-hmm. run this and run mm-hmm. this, and you mm-hmm. know, get commercial leasing and all this stuff. It, it's just been, oh my. Ping God. me in. It, ping
1: me into that, man. Tap me into that for sure. Yes, yeah. I, I, yes. I Say no right more. In, I, we're definitely. You know?
0: We got We got to get. We got to get. Um. We got to get more groups going because what I've learned is, you know, the, the, the more groups, more. We got to keep on pinging people. Keep on pinging people. Yeah. It's yeah, been sure. so educational. I'm so thankful for, for sure. all the people that decided to. A lot of people really outpoured a lot of informative information that has really life-changing over these last few days. I feel like mm-hmm. these last three days, even though I've had a really big year, these mm-hmm. last three days was much larger because of yeah. the connections. And I tell everyone, I totally network agree. more than I work. I network more than I work. And for, for, the, for these exact reasons, yeah. now I know, exactly. oh, my, great. Josh was in this industry. I got like ten to twelve people that come to mind. Yo,
1: so oh, the gosh. funny thing is, I, I I kept toying with the course, right? I was like, I want to do it, and I'm like, I don't. I don't. And because of one of the rooms, I was like, all right, go ahead and do it, because there's so much that goes into it. You know what I mean? And I again, I wanted to make sure anybody coming in is gonna win. I want to make sure I give you every piece you need to succeed. You know. And because I connected with this other guy, I now, I'm, I, like I'm forced to now, pretty much, you know? Like I have to set it up from beginning to end. Like I have to. So why not put that out there? Why not set it up, you know? Why not get everybody going? So uh, this, this, this app has been really cool. It's been really, it, it's a game changer, you know? And in, in, in three days time, I connected with so many people And just really position 2021 to be a really big year. And I think this is going to be so big just for our community, honestly, because I'm telling you, I'm the only black guy in the space. And not only can we broker the moves, we can do the moves ourselves. So if you want to turn around and say, well, let me set up a company to go do the pickups, you know, I've got a bunch of guys. Who, there's this one guy, I'm going to shout him out, um, Uga, Uga Moving, Peter Uga, right? One man show, um, somewhere in like the Atlanta area or whatever, right? African guy, humble, always gets the job done, you know? But I would love 20 Ugas out there. I would be so happy to say, hey, man, if you guys want to like, maybe you don't want to do the sell side and be on the phones or whatever the case Maybe you want to do the, the pickups and drop-offs? And just make a couple grand on every run. You know, I have moves that are like $30,000 for the move. The cheapest move is somewhere around $1,800. And that's like a studio apartment. That's it. It's $1,800 for a studio. And you're not going that far. You're going from like Jersey to New York. As long as you cross state lines, I got you covered. You know what I mean? So it's like, you want to get in that space, I got you. I, I'm I'm excited for that because we could actually like be a force in the industry.
0: And so. I am I am so thankful. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And this is why, you know, I've learned the value of, of networking since I've launched this podcast because all of the guests that I've sat down with has opened doors within my mind that I never knew existed. And what one of the and I want to definitely, I gotta give you your flowers right now because I I, I I see something and I'm one of those people Thank that you. see things before they happen. So I definitely want to give you your flowers now and, and you. congratulate you on all that's coming for you. And these, you. these, these decades and, and, and yeah. generations to come and, yeah. and wish you all the best. So uh, if you can give our audience some closing, some closing thoughts and, and some key takeaways or something yeah. that you want to leave the audience with.
1: So this is this is what I would I would love anyone listening to this to do. Um, there's going to be links to the website for the training course. Um, there's also going to be a link to my company, Vanity Van Lines. It's vanityvanlines.com. Um, I highly recommend if this is something you're interested in, just check it out. If this is something you think someone might be interested in, someone might be able to benefit from, check it out because this is something where year one you will do six figures. Year two, you will do seven figures without question. So go ahead and tap into that. Connect with me on those things. Um, And also just, just save that info on your phone. Save Vanity Van Lines. You might not remember it later, But say, put it as moving company, moving guy, Josh the mover, something along those lines because you're going to run across somebody who's going to be doing a move across state lines or you might end up being the one doing the move across state lines. Trust me when I tell you, you're going to want to have me do that for you because that's going to be the best move possible. So do that um, and and I'd be super appreciative of that and just connect, just connect with me. You know what I mean? Uh, Anyone in the real estate uh, area, In that industry, definitely connect with me. Anyone just doing any kind of marketing and that sort of stuff, connect with me. I've connected with so many people as far as like truckers and logistics and things like that. And they've been super helpful. Um, So just do that, just connect and tune in. There's a lot to come. I'm excited to share um, and I'm excited to serve.
0: That was incredible. That was incredible. Uh, You know, you know, to to wrap this up, some key takeaways, you're only as strong as your connections. So if you're not out here connecting and putting your your brand, your business, yourself in a position to win, how do you expect to win if you're not even in the game? Come Mm. on, guys, get off the bleachers, man. You heard what Mm. Joshua said. Mm. You got to connect. You guys got to connect. This is the Saint Clair Speak Show. I will see you guys in the next one. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe to the Saint Clair Speak Show podcast streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Republic, Stitcher. You can watch this full interview on YouTube. I'll see you guys in the next one. Like I always say, it's that time.